Welcome back, Oscar fans. As we keep our fingers crossed that there will be an Academy Awards in 2021, the Academy has given us some guidance coming out of their April 28th Board of Governors meeting, relaxing exhibition requirements, and also combining the sound editing and sound mixing categories, which in essence eliminates an Academy Award. But today, I want to do the opposite. I want to look at adding awards and evaluate the list of awards that the Academy currently gives out and thinking about if there's anything missing or any areas of film that should be recognized and and new awards that, that should be added to the Oscars. And so I'm really excited to be joined today by David Rosen of the Piecing It Together podcast to help do this exercise with me. David, thanks so much for coming on the OCC. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks so much for having me. I think in, in kind of a funny way, this conversation will mirror a little bit the structure that you use on, on your podcast. Do you want to tell the audience or anybody who might not be familiar kind of what you do on your Piecing It Together? Sure. Uh, well, I'm Piecing It Together. What we do is uh, every week I have a different co-host with me, and we take a look at a new movie through the lens of what other movies might have inspired it. And so we end up going back and forth with a list of uh, other movies that we've prepared ahead of time that we want to talk about. And it may just be that that uh, maybe something within the way some of the shots are put together kind of reminded us of this other movie. Or maybe we, we actually do think that the filmmaker was straight up inspired by this other filmmaker and their other works. And, and so it, it leads the conversation in all different kind of branching paths, talking about all these other movies along the way. And that way uh, we could kind of differentiate ourselves a little bit from the usual uh, just, you know, reviewing the new movie, which, I mean, there's a lot of great other podcasts out there that do that. So we wanted to kind of do our own little thing. Yeah, it's a really cool structure. I did an episode maybe three weeks ago, kind of looking at some of the stuff that's streaming right now, looking at it through the lens of award season. And one of the things that we covered was the platform. Mm-hmm. So it was nice to um, listen to you guys talk about that movie and and hear that there was some kind of history and, and work that influences that rather than just kind of this disturbing, yeah. harrowing uh, experience that was seared into my brain. Yeah, some movies are weird, and then there's movies that you look at it and you're like, well, it is weird, but at the same time, there are some other movies we can kind of look to that maybe kind of pave the way a little bit. Cool. Well, we'll stick with that type of format in terms of just going back and forth on a couple different awards that we each feel maybe should be added to the to the Oscars. We'll discuss them a little bit, maybe look at what movies could have won those awards last year to just kind of orient. So currently there are 24 Oscars. Best Original Musical has never been given out, um, Mm -hmm. consolidating the sound editing and and sound mixing categories. Kind of a shame, I think, because those are ultimately pretty different skill sets and achievements. But they did try to add an Oscar a few years ago. Most popular film. I take it that is not on your list. No, I thought that that was a pretty terrible idea uh, to begin with. And I, I, you know, as we're going to get into with some of these uh, these ideas that we're going to have here, I think there is room to expand. But that was just such a such a strange choice, I think. Yeah, I mean, I think the biggest backlash probably to that was that it was ill defined and that the practical award for most popular film is most money. Sure. But (laughs) I, I guess what they were trying to do was to maybe bring some more 
mainstream attention to the awards, maybe for people who don't follow more of the independent releases. Did you have kind of a guiding principle as you were coming up with with your picks? Uh, For me, it was mainly just things that I think need recognition that aren't necessarily always recognized by, you know, the main categories that we, you know, have all known over the years. And, you know, some of these uh, things, like there are going to be, like, I know we're going to talk about an example of something that would have won for some of these categories. And, you know, some of these are going to be movies that were big in the zeitgeist and like that were nominated for a lot of other things. But some of them are things that, you know, got you know, looked over because there wasn't really a place for them. And so, you know, I, I think that's kind of a big thing uh, while I was kind of making my picks was trying to find categories. And maybe not all of them are totally out there or anything like that. Some of them I'm sure other people have talked about before. But uh, still just trying to come up with things that I think would shine a light on some things that sometimes don't get uh, that much of attention from the Academy. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Are, are you somebody who feels like the Oscars are too long, too short, just just right? It's funny you ask that because I was just thinking that, like, you know, the funny thing about this exercise is that there's a lot of people who think it's already too long and they should be getting rid of stuff, like you said, about putting together the sound categories, which is not a good idea, I don't think. But, uh, but no, I, I, I love, you know, the Oscars. I love award shows. I totally recognize the kind of ridiculousness especially now with everything we're going through but uh at the same time i just i really love it because i love movies and so to uh to you know spend a night celebrating movies and you know seeing all the the people that are responsible for all these great films and you know hearing the speeches i'm so into it yeah i'm the same way and i think like Designing the Oscar show is is a thankless job. It's like basically criticized mm-hmm. no matter what direction they take. But I always do feel yeah. like there's just a lot of wasted time. And like, I love movies too. I would love to see just, I could see a four or five hour show and, and be totally happy. And I think that the best use of that really is just giving out more awards and maybe showing a few more clips. So mm-hmm. I think this will be fun. You want to you wanna start us off with, with your first suggested added Oscar? Sure. Well, uh, this is one I know a lot of people talked about over the the, the last Oscar season. Um, maybe not my pick for the winner. I'm not sure, but uh, that would be a best stunts category. Stunts are a major, major part of filmmaking, and there's so much talent that goes into crafting these things and pulling them off. And uh, you know, especially when it comes to the movies that you know, capture the main public, you know, uh, their, their attention, uh, like action movies and comic book movies and all that kind of stuff. Those, those ones other than, and maybe like visual effects or sound design don't usually get very many, uh, nominations. Of course now, you know, that's kind of the big driving thing. What comic book movie is going to get a, a, an awards nomination, but still it doesn't get most of the, uh, most of the nominations don't go to things like that action movies and those things. And so, Stunts would not only be a chance to uh, help get those things into the conversation, which would help raise the uh, awareness of the awards and all that, because that is, of course, what the Academy wants. But it really, truly is just technically there's so much amazing stuff going on. And for me, the uh, the, the clear cut winner for 2019 would have been John Wick Chapter three Parabellum, uh, Chad Stahelski and his crew of. Choreographers and everything, 
what they did in that movie is just absolutely mind blowing. And to, you know, that's a movie when you're talking about like, like my show, piecing it together, I mean, it's so clearly inspired by, you know, so many things that came before it, but to still do it and make it so exciting and have such like crazy action sequences, uh, is really a feat. And to me, it was so impressive. And I honestly, I, I, I've joked about this before. I don't think there's anything better than those dog fight sequences <laughs> so love it love the category love the pick it would be really appropriate to to add this in a year after brad pitt was able to give stunt performers kind of at least a little bit of a shout out during his acceptance speech absolutely i believe it or not have not seen john wick three i i am not surprised at all to hear you pick that just from everything that i've heard about it i don't know if you've ever seen any of the it man movies Mm-hmm. I, I saw the first one, I think, a uh, long time ago. I, I've never seen the other ones. I, I'm sure I would love them, and I should go and watch them because they. I, everyone I know that loves John Wick loves those movies. I saw the first two also, so I have not seen Ip Man 4, which came out this past year. I'm mm-hmm. just judging by the first two and thinking that that could also maybe be one that would be in the mix. And, and yeah, I mean, I think that John Wick three from everything I heard sounds like they really did some crazy stuff in that. That was, that was worthy totally. of recognition. I'm in the minority. I actually think the third one's the best one. So, but I, maybe I'm crazy. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I like that. Okay. So best stunts. So my first one is a little bit hard to, to define the guardrails around, but I'm, I'm calling it best limited release. And I'd call that maybe 599 or, or fewer theaters. Now, immediately there's a there's a problem with this because you'd have to control for streaming qualifying runs so that like the Irishman doesn't mm. doesn't win this because they just play it for a week. But what I'm trying to solve for is some of these smaller movies. You know, the a lot of the movies that people who follow cinema really closely love and are the most passionate about that just don't even end up getting a look you know movies in in 2019 like her smell and like waves and you know some of these even movies like the last black man in san francisco that mm-hmm. I, I think that many people who who follow cinema closely that if they sat down to make a list of their top 10 15 movies like these would all just be obvious picks and you know sometimes the academy will throw you one of these you know in the writing category sure. or something but Having a category to kind of specifically focus on some of the A24 type of releases that are, are smaller distributions, I think would allow more of these movies to get recognized and, and seen. So that's my first pick. I, I, I like it a lot. I, I got to say it is a really great, it goes really well with my next pick. I, I just kind of want to jump into that if that's okay with you. Uh because I, I think it, there may be some crossover in the movies that would get nominated for, for these. And that's debut feature. And a lot of times these filmmakers, their first films are going to be, you know, these smaller types of films. My, uh, my winner for it for 2019 would have been Joe Talbot for The Last Black Man in San Francisco, which he just brought up as a, uh, you know, a possible uh, nominee for that category. But, uh, you know, a lot of times these movies, they don't, they just don't get the heat required to like make it into the the conversation for the actual best picture award. And so, you know, but they are, like you said, anybody who is like, you know, a big film nerd, big film fan, these are going to be the movies they have on their top 10 of the year list. And the movies that we all 
seem to think are the most deserving of the awards. So either either the category that you just said or like I just said, debut feature, one of those would help to really bring in a lot of fresh new voices into uh, the award nominations. Yeah, I agree. I, I like that a lot. I, I also would probably pick um, Last Black Man in San Francisco for that. And, and I agree that it would touch a lot of the same movies. You know, ironically, for Best Limited Release, I was I actually did pick a movie that was nominated for an Oscar this year, and that is um, For Sama, which was uh, nominated in the documentary feature category. Mm. I, I thought it was one of the best movies of the year. I, I would have nominated it for Best Picture. But, you know, I think that that maybe is more of a exception in terms of, you know, stuff qualifying um, for an actual Oscar versus what tends to really be recognized by the Academy. So, yeah, I think both of those, I agree, are kind of companion awards and, and both, I think, would shine a light on movies that a, a lot broader of an audience could enjoy if they knew about them. All right. Well, we are, uh, we're cranking right through these. Um, we'll have like a seven-hour Oscars before, uh, <laughs> before too long. <laughs> My next one is for Best Trailer. Which I think if they actually tried to do this, it would be, there'd probably be a backlash because I think you'd, in essence, be like awarding marketing departments, which is not mm. popular. But I think, but I love trailers. I mean, and I think that people, you know, who grew up loving movies, a lot of people remember probably watching trailers and, you know, I'm not a kid anymore. I still will sit and watch the Last Jedi trailer 50 times or something. I just think it would add a dimension that, is kind of fun and again is maybe more mainstream you don't have to be a huge cinephile to like see movie trailers and be interested in them so i think that could be maybe an interesting category and if i was thinking back about the trailer in 2019 that i thought was the best trailer not a great movie but yesterday which was the danny boyle movie about a guy who is the only person on earth to remember the beatles i thought the trailer made it look like a it was going to be one of my favorite movies. And I mean, the premise is like sort of an all timer as far as like just a elevator pitch for mm-hmm. a movie. So maybe that was easy to do. And then the movie was kind of disappointing and didn't deliver on it. But I don't know. I think that could be kind of fun. Sure. I think that would be a really fun uh, category. I, you know, it definitely seems as far as uh, out there categories, like you said, I mean, it being mainly the, the marketing department that's winning the award. But I think it would be it would be great. There's some trailers that are definitely better than the movies that they're for. Um, and yeah. and there, there's just also just the fact that nowadays you see a lot of trailers that are cut in such a way that they're like just their own little mini movies. Sometimes they don't even necessarily have... They have like extra scenes that weren't in the movie. They are, they're just, there's really a lot of artistry that goes into them. Uh, I, I would actually, I would go with Us for uh, 2019's best trailer, even though I, I didn't love Us. I thought it was pretty good. I didn't think it was as good as Jordan Peele's previous film, Get Out, but uh, great trailer though. Yeah, that's a really good pick. That, that was a really good trailer with the I Got Five on it uh, remix, which <laughs> oh, I yeah. can't believe wasn't nominated for, for best score, but that's a good I know, right? <laughs> What's your next one? All right, so my next pick, this one in a way I guess kind of goes a little bit uh, along with my first pick, the best stunts. Uh, this would be best motion capture. And it, you know, again is going to be you know it's going it's going to be bringing into the conversation a lot of these bigger 
you know, action type movies and the comic book movies and sci-fi and all that kind of stuff. You know, of course, it could be just called an Andy Circus Award, um, although he didn't really have a big thing last year, did he? But the pick that I would have had for it would be Alita Battle Angel, which I think was a lot better than uh, a lot of people kind of gave it credit for. But especially on the, the technical department, I think it's just absolutely amazing. Uh, but really, it is its own art form at this point. It's such a big part of what movies are now, especially Hollywood movies. And it's also something that isn't always like the big superhero, whatever kind of movie. Sometimes it's just used to, to smaller effect. And so th there's really a pretty big range of what what is being done with this. And it is its own separate thing uh, aside from, you know, the, the visual effects award. It's more for the performer who is uh, actually tracking those effects and, and creating the character. Yeah, that's a really interesting category. And, you know, you'd probably have to have maybe three nominees, you know, or, or maybe you could you could come up with five every year. But there's certainly always like one that's like a pretty notable win, it feels like. Like certainly um, Andy Serkis has had a number of those. Mm -hmm. Terry Notary, too, who was in uh, he was in one of the foreign films a few years ago called The Square. Oh, yeah. He, yeah, that was great. He kind of like, yeah, he was like, did like an art exhibit where he was like, acted like a gorilla. Mm -hmm. He did, uh, he plays the dog this year in Call of the Wild, which I think is like a, just a super interesting choice to do the dog as a motion capture. So yeah, I think that's a really interesting category. That would be really kind of highlight something too that a lot of people maybe aren't aware of. Yeah, absolutely. My my next one, um, I'm really, you know, I'm I'm celebrating all the heroes here i had the marketing department and now i'm gonna do best studio which again you know you're you're holding up the big guy here for sure but i think the reason that a best studio award interests me is the 2019 version of this i think is so obvious like i think the only choice would be netflix they came up with the irishman they had marriage story they had dolomite is my name the two popes atlantics klaus american factory high flying bird I think that's sort of the problem that's developing right now in Hollywood, which is that Netflix, because of their model, is able to take big risks. They're able to make original content and put out a lot of really good, interesting movies. And a lot of the other studios, I feel like, are playing it safe. They're using existing intellectual property that they can have some comfort about how it might perform. And if there was a Best Studio Award that people that studios actually cared about kind of you know like the the manufacturer award for nascar or something every year mm -hmm. that could be an incentive to actually get a lot more original interesting movies from from big studios so that's kind of my my interest in in that award even though obviously you, you're going to end up giving a oscar to like a zillionaire but i i think that it could have a good impact downstream on on the content that comes out the funny thing that worries me about an award like that is the fanboys all uh, you know, going against each other with that. You get the A24 fanboys, the WB fanboys, the Neon fanboys, uh, all these people who, who are, I guess, I guess people would say they stand for a, a specific studio, you know, and they would just be just going at it all over Twitter, uh, just battling it out for, for their supremacy. Yeah, that's true. I, I think that anything that makes... Twitter more toxic is maybe needs a second look, but <laughs> I have a great time on Twitter. I don't know. I stay out of the fray. Oh yeah. That's what you got to do. 
All right, so we'll, we'll push this to four. You got another one, David? Yeah, uh, so one last category that I think is probably really long overdue at this point. It, I mean, it's just such a just a big part of the DNA of making movies to begin with, and that's casting. Yeah. And I think an award for casting could really kind of shine a light on uh, not just, you know, a performance, but just the the putting together of so many uh, interesting people taking on the roles as they're written and to really, like, bring that story to life in a way uh, without it being about the director necessarily, without it being about the producer necessarily, but about the person who's actually picking those roles, those uh, actors for the roles. Um, an example that uh, I thought of from last year, which was already nominated for a bunch of stuff, but that's uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, which I looked up. Uh, Victoria Thomas was the, the casting director on that. So, I mean, just to, to, to bring that many talented people together and put them in the right roles where they're just absolutely perfect for, uh, you know, for those characters, I, I think it is, it's an art form in itself. And like I said, it's just so important to the process of making a movie. Yeah, that's a really good one. And I think there were some really interesting picks from last year. Another one that comes to mind for me is Uncut Gems, where the Safdie brothers, I think, populated all the New York jeweler shops mm-hmm. with like real people who live in that area, like non-actors. That is, and it's a nice way too to like, because you're obviously never going to get an award for, or I mean, maybe this could be one, but it's like best extra, you know, like you're not typically going to be able to to celebrate that. And so like, <laughs> sure this is a way to kind of look at all the different people on screen who make a movie and not just kind of the biggest actors. I think that would be, be really cool. Yeah, absolutely. I'm looking at the rest of the ones that I have here and I want to, I want to kind of pick one that is not another big corporate award, which like my next one would be. So I'm going to, I'm going to go kind of toward the bottom of my list and do best breakout. So a little bit different than, than first feature. Cause you could have somebody who's, been around who's made movies and and i'm actually also thinking of this more as an actor anyway than a director but somebody who kind of like really comes into their own maybe gets Mm. a lead for the first time and and you know plays it really well in a movie i i went with a movie that i just loved and wanted to see the person celebrated i don't know if it actually counts as a as a breakout but that's jesse buckley from uh she was in a movie called wild rose I think actually now that I'm thinking of it, Ana de Armas for Knives Out might be more of a fair pick. Um, but either way, kind of somebody like that who who you're, it's not the first time they've ever been in a movie, but they're kind of elevating themselves. I think it'd be kind of an interesting category that people could get excited about. Yeah, those would both be uh, great picks. I'd also suggest Jonathan Majors from Last Black Man in San Francisco. Uh, yeah. But yeah, I, I think it is a great idea for a category for for people who, you know, they deserve that best actor, best actress nomination, but they just are either they're they're too new or the film itself doesn't have enough, you know, heat around it. There's just, you know, for whatever reason they're not going to get that nomination and so it, it creates a place to really uh to really spotlight some exciting, you know, other kinds of performances. Yeah, like a most improved player. A couple other awards that were previous Oscar awards that, you know, are just thought could be fun to mention in this type of a conversation. So these have all been discontinued. There used to be an American or Academy Juvenile Award, basically 
for kids. Um, and then eventually, like, I think it was 1963, Patty Duke won Best Actress, and so they just got rid of it and made it. And she was 16 hmm. at the time, and they just made that, uh, you know, that they didn't separate that out anymore. Best title writing is, of course, outdated from the silent film era. Um, they actually used to give a best assistant director, hmm. which I think is interesting. Like, I appreciate sure. the idea of honoring the people a little lower on the food chain. It's easy to see for me, though, why that was phased out. Like, I don't know how you evaluate that work other than like a 360 right. performance review from the director. <laughs> but, you know, I think from the eight that we picked, do we want to kind of put a stake in the ground on one award and then, you know, I'll email it to the Academy and, and they'll never write back? <laughs> well, I mean, I personally, I, I think you had some great picks there. Uh, let, me, <laughs> let me just say, I, I feel like stunts are just so, uh, mm-hmm. their time has come. Like, they, it really needs to be uh, added in. And it's, it's such an important thing. And I think, I think people want to celebrate that. I agree. That would be my pick, too. I think that it brings in a different kind of movie, too. One that is probably, a, you know, equivalent, not exactly an overlap but similar to what they would be going for with the best most popular film um award too so you get a little bit of that benefit i think it's also a good uh a good thing to add because you know a lot of time you you sell a movie based on you know the the awards that it received and i i think that's a kind of an award that makes sense to sell a movie based on it's like it's not just some like when when you do visual effects for example i don't think most people are like oh wow this one best visual effects i gotta watch that but but if you saw best stunts you're like oh i kind of want to see what they do in this one you know what i mean now would you think of this as like best stunt man or is it like the best specific stunt i'm thinking of more like choreography but I, you know, it definitely does go hand in hand. And I do wonder exactly how the uh, the specific category uh, description would have to be, you know, really structured. But uh, I'm, I'm definitely, when I think about it, I think about it as the overall choreography. Yeah, I think that makes sense. It allows you to kind of highlight a, a really specific clip and show it. And everybody would enjoy mm-hmm. that. All right, well, I'll get on it. I'll start tweeting yeah. at the Academy and we'll see if we can get this one in there. <laughs> Um, great. Well, this has been fun, Dave. I, pr- I appreciate you coming on the show. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, it was a great time. I mean, we're, we're a couple months away from, uh, from having just been deep into Oscars madness, you know? And so it's, it's, it's fun to, to dive back in a little bit and talk about it again. That's, that's what we do. Oscars all year. <laughs> cool. Well, thanks again. Yeah. Thanks for having me.